You're listening. You're listening. You're listening. You're listening to Music Biz 101 and more. If you want to learn about the music industry and you don't know where to go, tune in to WP88.7. Bravery Radio 8.7 WPSC, the only radio station on the campus of William Patterson University, Wayne, New Jersey, 07470. I'm your professor, David Kirk Philp, along with your professor, Dr. Esteban. We are very happy to be here. We're presenting this to you live from Nashville, Tennessee. Music City. Music City. Music Biz of the Music City. Thank you for listening. We are here because of the Music Biz Convention, Music Biz 2017. We're here with David Silbo or Silbao? Silba. Silbaugh, oh. the third the third option, which we didn't have. So David Silbaugh, talent buyer, entertainment relations, production supervisor for Summerfest based in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. David, <laughs> great to have you here, David. All We're right. also here with Nick Spillert, what's student, student extraordinaire. Now you can say what's going uh, on. What is going on? And they answer nothing. <laughs> nothing. Right. They're nope. just listening to you. Mm-hmm. So okay. thank you for being here. Thank you for listening live. Thank you for listening to our podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud. Just look up Music Biz 101 and more. Go to Music Biz 101WP, sign up for our newsletter, listen to our stuff, watch our stuff, read our stuff. And also we're on Instagram, Twitter, The Face of the Book, at Music Biz 101WP. We want to give thanks to the Music Biz Association for giving us the space at the Music Biz. Beautiful space. I don't know why somebody else doesn't have it. No. Well, because we have it. Because ah. we are bigwigs at but Music I mean, Biz. It's the, uh... Yeah. yeah, David Silbaugh. Music Bizwig. Yes, <laughs> there we go. Bizwig. Music Bizwig. There we go. Um, David Silbaugh is very excited about the room in which we are. I'm extremely yeah. excited. It's an incredible room. All this right. is some of the finest cement I've seen in some time. That's right. He would not have said that if he didn't mean it, because he's a man of truth. 1960s. 1960s. Facility. Decor. Decor. Yes. Very nice. I would know nothing about yeah. it. <laughs> but Marconi would. He was in a <laughs> band on Epic Records and what happened in the 60s. Stays, stays in the stays. 60s, that's right. We want to give thanks to the folks at Van Dyne Bruno, Inc. and White Hat Management. With artists like Charlie Puth, Dave Matthews, Kiss, St. Vincent, there's only one place to go for your band's business management. Go to vb-cpa.com when it's best for you. Hyphen. A hyphen within his uh, yes. web address. Nice. Better than the underscore. It's easier to hit hyphen than underscore. I think so, yeah. And then we want to thank Rob Fusari, Grammy winner Rob Fusari. We keep telling people without Rob Fusari, there's no Lady Gaga. We discovered her and uh, produced the fame. And um, we, we will hear Don't Let Love Down at the end of this. Thanks to Rob Fusari for his support for being here. And also, Managing Your Band, 6th edition. David gets a free copy of this book Sweet. when it comes out. Uh, that is, go to Amazon.com, buy lots of copies of it for yourself. And so, Nick Spillert. What's up? Nothing. All right. Give your quick how to do to Dave, and then let's start with the third degree. What's going on, Dave? How are you? I'm fairly fair and reasonably reasonable. There you go. Yeah. Very nice. Redundantly <laughs> redundant. <laughs> so, uh, David here. 
Um, he was, or he is a talent buyer, entertainment relations, production supervisor for Summerfest for the past 22 years. Something like that. Something like yeah. that, yeah. 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 And um, so Summerfest has been around for about 50 years now, right? This will be our 50th edition. Wow. That's amazing. We're rolling into here. Yeah, yeah you guys have a really solid lineup, uh, including uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers, the Chainsmokers, and more, right? Yep. That's awesome. Um, you've also done some A&R consulting for uh, GMR Marketing. That is correct. Yeah. And um, yeah, and you were an, on the advisory board for the Les Paul experience too for a couple of years. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that's, <laughs> it's, it's still a work in progress. Actually, it's uh, gone through a few different uh, iterations and movement within the Waukesha County Museum uh, program and system. So that's awesome. Is um, that the county Milwaukee's in? No, well, uh, less okay. so. Les Paul. Everyone claims Les Paul is from Milwaukee, and in a no, we have like, we, yeah, we have Mawa, Les Paul, New Jersey, Mawa, New Jersey. Where no, he he's from Waukesha, Wisconsin, uh, Milwaukee <laughs> suburb. We know uh -huh. Les Paul. Well, actually, Ma was about ten miles from us, and Les Paul um, until he passed away, of course. But he's been uh, part of the New York scene, obviously, and yeah. held down that Monday night, and also he received the brave new. Bravery in Radio Award from radio WPSC, from WPSC radio station, right. before cool. our time. Yeah. Back to David <laughs> Silba. Oh, please, back to David. Anyway, yeah. somebody mentioned the name Les Paul, and we jumped on it. Sure, Sorry. why not? Yeah. yeah. Is it one arena, a one venue that um, Summerfest takes place in? Or is it um, just a field? Or it's a, it's a festival site. It's mm -hmm. more like a musical amusement park. Mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's a permanent site, 75 acres, not including parking, mm -hmm. and um, uh, eight permanent main stages, and then we have uh, a few temporary small stages. Right. Um, so we have a 22,000-seat amphitheater, which is our hard ticket. Mm -hmm. uh, it also, that ticket will also get you into the rest of the grounds, but that's where <coughs> you're seeing chili peppers, pink, mm -hmm. chain smokers, whatever. Uh, and then uh, the rest of the grounds, it's a, it's a GA ticket. You can see anything you want. Uh, again, eight main stages outside of the amphitheater. Yeah. So uh, in varying sizes and capacities, if you will, it's all soft capacity. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, yeah, it's, it's permanent many? infrastructure. This is not a festival in the field. It's no lumpy grass, right. no mud. Nice. And how many uh, tickets? So they say you're allowed to sell every day, or is it? We don't have a cap on that. Mm. But um, so over the course of the 11 days of the festival, we average between 850 and 900,000 people. Wow. Yeah. Per day? No, no, no. no. Okay. Uh, over okay. the 11 days. Yeah. Okay. So you know we can. A day. You know we can have we can have 120,000 people. You know when it's really strong. I mean we've had more than that. It gets a bit uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. uh, beyond that but uh, you know and we can have days that are you know in the middle of the week that are 70,000 mm -hmm. 65 whatever but right the governor call out the National Guard at any time not yet okay <laughs> <laughs> not yet I think it was close once yeah <laughs> in the 70s there was actually I, I was looking back in like 73 or something there was a riot it said just Wikipedia said well way back okay <laughs> that's before my time, right? Uh, <laughs> that's yeah. But but uh, in all the fairness, still fairness this, this thing was uh -huh. well, right. Yeah. yeah. And 
George Carlin, Carlin was arrested for the... Uh, the seven words you can't, you can't use uh, on yes. radio, but you can use on podcasts. <laughs> right. right, yeah. But, I mean, it, it was founded in 1968 by the then mayor. Mm -hmm. And uh, the whole idea, and it was actually spread throughout the city at that point. It, it was uh, a couple of years later where it all came together on the lakefront. But it was started uh, by the mayor uh, with the idea of bringing the city together because this was in the middle of the Civil Rights Movement, mm -hmm. the Vietnam War, mm -hmm. uh, in, and the anti-war movement. So there was a lot of turmoil. Mm -hmm. And that was the idea. And it worked. I, ironically, the, where, the site that we are on currently and have been for you know, decades is a former Nike missile site. Really? Hey. Yeah, yeah. 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 So. The uh, bringing the, people together, <laughs> <laughs> and the bombs are still underneath, just in case. I hope not. <laughs> I but we're not so. sure. Yeah, I don't think so. No. When we call it Summerfest, is it more than music? Well, yeah, but that's the focus. That's mm -hmm. it's okay. not. That's what brings people. That's there. brings the people. I mean, we we have a lot of food vendors. We uh, right. this year we have a, a 360 VR dome coming in. Oh, wow. Uh, so. For an experiential element, uh, which is going to be really cool, we have the obligatory Ferris wheel. Mm -hmm. uh, but beyond that, uh, no, we, we have different exhibitors that come in right. every year. Uh, we have a children's area, uh, you know, for for the daytime stuff and and things like that. But music is the focus. That's what it's about. Over the 22 years you've been doing it, how has the uh, I guess the experience, because now a lot of people, especially when you read in the media about the festivals, you know, it's become like Coachella or whatever. Mm -hmm. it, it's the experience of, of camping and all the facilities and, and it's more, you know, it's music plus, you know, it's right. I want to go to this for three days to experience this whole big thing. Have you guys gone with that flow and understood that change and, and worked with that? Well, I mean, I guess yes and no. Mm -hmm. uh, we're, uh, we're a different animal. Mm -hmm. This is not a camping festival. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, there are plenty of hotels around. Mm -hmm. uh, but again, it's not, it's not in the desert. It's, mm -hmm. it's not out in the middle of the country in Tennessee. It's, it's downtown Milwaukee on Lake Michigan. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, so, I mean, is there green space and trees? Yes, I don't want to make it sound like it's just this big concrete <laughs> slab. Right. Uh, but the walkways are paved. We have permanent restrooms, uh, you know, and there's of course the occasional porta john to, to augment. Mm -hmm. But uh, you know, again, permanent stages and how things have developed really uh, over the years is is just rehabbing and redeveloping certain areas. You know, expanding on the south end, putting in a we have a ten thousand seat amphitheater on the south end as part of our general admission thing and. There are 5,000 undercover, like 2,500 fixed seats, 2,500 benches, and then out of, outside of that, it's, it's standing. But it's, it's not grass as opposed to, you know, our amphitheater, we have a grass area at, at the top. Um, but uh, this is, it's paved. Mm -hmm. So even when we do shows uh, outside of the, the festival uh, window uh, in that, space it's a BMO Harris uh, pavilion 
and so it's because there's 5,000 undercover, yes, there's 5,000 standing, but you don't have to sell 10,000 tickets to make it look full. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, so you, st- you have a good vibe there. Right. But that's for standalone shows outside of the festival. And then we have obviously shows in during the festival, but it's a $20 ticket to get in. Yeah, I noticed that. Fest. That's like really great for the consumer. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And part of the, the whole thing with Summerfest initially was to bring to the public a great value, a great entertainment value to get people out. And we've maintained that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Sponsors yeah. are local? Or are they well, national? It's a little of both. Uh, you know, uh, the, the national sponsors that we have are all locally based. Right. Mm. Right? So we have Johnson Controls. We have Harley Davidson. Yeah. We have Miller. Mm-hmm. We have Briggs & Stratton. Mm-hmm. We have Uline. Mm-hmm. You know? Uh, so, and BMO Harris Bank. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, our new big partner is American Family Insurance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they're now the title sponsor for the for not only the amphitheater, but they're also the presenting sponsor for the festival, mm-hmm. which is a first for us. Are you involved in pitching the sponsors? Uh, not at that level. Mm-hmm. I, I do, I do uh, interact with the sponsorship and marketing department in various ways at different levels. I, I deal with our backline sponsors and how, for house backline, things mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, sponsors for the Emerging Artist Series. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and bringing in different things like I'm, you know, I brought in the 360 dome idea, and, hmm. and um, so at, at varying levels in different years, mm-hmm. uh, I have more interaction and input in the sponsorship end of things. But I'm not doing any of that. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing. I'm not dealing with Miller or mm-hmm. BMO Harris or right. American Family or any of that. No, I'm. I'm happy to not. <laughs> yeah. dealing with that um, as a talent buyer when you're working with like uh, um, what's it like booking agencies and stuff what's it like working with those people especially at a level of this like this a festival of this size um, well it's certainly interesting mm-hmm. uh, yeah <laughs> and every agent has their own personality mm-hmm. and you have to um, I guess figure out the best way to deal with each of them. They all have their own methods and 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 rosters. So um, I have I don't really have any contentious relationships with any agents, mm-hmm. which uh, I'm actually kind of proud of. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, uh, certainly, uh, you know, we've heard the stories and we know that that can be the case. Um, Do you have any? Um, well, I'll give you an example, but it doesn't have to be the example. We'll give you the chain smokers if you take, but you've got to take four of our emerging artists. Oh, do we? Of course, we get that. Oh. <laughs> you know, you know, if if we're cutting a deal on a major artist, then you know, a lot of times it will be well, I need you to take care of a couple of my baby bands mm-hmm. too. Yeah. You know, so that yeah, that that's One part of the functions of, of the emerging stage. Well, no. Uh, they can go anywhere. No, but I mean in terms of maybe not said, but the emergence, yeah. the stage works because you have some place to put the emerging artists. 
rather than just the main <coughs> stage. And now we have chain smokers and also now we have Steve Marconi and Dave Phillips have a duo. You know, wouldn't right. be on the main stage, but so we can put them. But that doesn't, uh, like I said, we have a we have a number of stages, so yeah, they can go any place. And and sometimes it's. You know, we want to put them as a, in a support slot with somebody else, or mm -hmm. it could be on a different stage. The Emerging Artist Series is kind of its own entity, and I, huh. I have, fortunately for me, I have pretty much autonomy in that mm -hmm. program. Mm -hmm. So I get to curate, if you will. Uh, I get to pick and choose. And the that's for that. also separate from Summerfest. That's yeah, it's actually part of Summerfest. Just Summerfest? Is it outside of the, the eleven days of Summerfest? No, it's during it's the eleven days. It's only during Summerfest. Yeah. Okay. It's just a it's a special program to kind of like highlight emerging talent, mm -hmm. up and coming stuff. And you know, there are we just sort of set aside a block of time each day on a stage. It it moved stages last year just due to sponsor situations. But Four bands a day between 3 p.m. and 7.30. They all get a 45-minute set, 30-minute changeover. Mm -hmm. and, um, but they, with the Emerging Artist Series, they get, uh, they get treated more like a headliner hmm. in the sense that there's a dedicated web page on our site. They, they get, we do around 830 acts, so we can't give everybody the same, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm same positioning or same look so but these guys they will get the photo they'll get a full bio they'll get all their social media links we create a spotify playlist um and there's a there's a text uh element to it a text vote element for the people on site so daily the fans can text for their favorite band of the day and then they'll the band with most votes or text associated with their name walk away with a prize package of stuff oh wow uh, worth like, it's like average gear. around three grand is gear and stuff like that gear yeah. yeah we've had you know like a snare drum a cymbal uh, you know an, an amplifier mm -hmm. we've had a couple well so we've and they they change from year to year sometimes mm -hmm. but we've had consistent people in the program but I mean microphones high-end cables headphones uh, a guitar mm -hmm. um, we have a company that's going to be donating uh, for the two top vote getters, uh, they're going to get uh, a radio campaign to college and uh, non-com radio. Mm -hmm. So that's you know that's kind of special. So there's mm -hmm. a, so there's that element. Um, uh, there are just a number of ways to that we're promoting it. We do a dedicated press release for it. The radio partner 88.9. Radio Milwaukee is a non-com, like the current, like KEXP or XPM. Mm -hmm. um, so non-com, non-commercial, non-commercial radio, right? Like an NPR affiliate type of station. Well, it's public radio, but it's and publicly funded, but it's, it's not, not NPR. It's okay. not NPR. Mm -hmm. no. It's public radio. Okay. It's not even it's not even Wisconsin public radio. Mm -hmm. It's its own sort of entity. Okay. Um, but their sister station is the current in Minneapolis. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so it's along those lines, but they're very active in the community and very supportive of up-and-coming talent. So. Right. So, so that's, four, you said four bands a day. Four bands a day. 11 days, so that's 11 days. 44 total bands. 44 total bands. How many, are they DIY bands? Are they mixes? Or are they all signed? Are they all from agents? Or do you have a contest? It's a to mix. Get, uh, cause so it's for 44 mix. slots, 
how many total bands are you choosing from when it comes time to choose? Is it? it could oh, be well, thousands. I mean, it's, I mean it's it could ridiculous. be ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, I mean, for our our online submission platform is Reverb Nation. Oh, that's what you use for for all forty four slots. Yeah, we have okay. a, an exclusive deal with them as our online submission platform. Okay, and you know we had. Seventy five hundred submissions. Okay. Wow. Mm-hmm. What's the criteria for choosing the forty four out of seventy five hundred? Do you, who's well, I have to like them. Yeah, which is right. you, <laughs> no, that's cool because you mentioned you're curating it. Yeah. So, yeah. so how yeah. do you have interns? Do you have people working with you who are helping listen to these seventy five hundred? I do have interns uh, right? listening and and going through. Uh, but there's no way I can go through seventy five hundred. No. <laughs> but and yeah. that that is for the that the entire festival. It's not specific to the series, mm-hmm. the right. submissions. And I, I'm i not pulling all of the artists that I use from that mm-hmm. at right. all. Right. I, mean, I go to a lot of conferences and a lot of you know, mm-hmm. conferences with showcase elements to them, smaller regional ones, international uh, events. Year-long. This is a year-long process. Yeah, yeah, bringing, yeah. Right. I go to Iceland Airwaves. I've been you know, to a festival in Scotland and one in Spain. And mm-hmm. I go to smaller ones around the country, but I'm always looking for stuff. And I'm always talking to other buyers, mm-hmm. and obviously I have agent relationships, manager relationships, mm-hmm. you know, so my, I have my ear to the ground and, you know, and looking for and talking to people and different things. And so sometimes it's an artist that's completely DIY. Sometimes it's an artist that has an agent, but they don't have uh, a label they, deal. They don't have a label yeah. deal. Right. Or maybe they have a publishing deal, or it could be any combination mm-hmm. of those things. They have a manager, but they don't have an agent. Right. Uh, you know, so I don't, I don't exclude someone if they have a deal, mm-hmm. right? And you don't exclude. And someone it's if usually, they don't have a and deal. if they do have a deal, it's usually a very fresh deal. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, so they're going to have some stuff behind them. But over the years, I mean, we've had, I've had uh, a, a lot of artists come through this series. I mean, I had Marin Morris in 2007. Mm. Right. When yeah. she was a kid, she mm-hmm. was a teenager, yeah. um, and I had just I had seen her. Yeah, you know Waterloo Records in Austin, Texas. Mm-hmm. No. Uh, What's well, an independent record store? Mm-hmm. And adjacent to it, there's a little space with a stage and coffee shop, whatever. And I saw her in the afternoon one day at South by, just her and her guitar. And um, uh, and I've been affiliated with a recording academy for for a long time, and served on the the board in Chicago, and as an officer, et cetera, et cetera. But uh, I knew I found out that she was actually going to Grammy Camp. She'd been accepted to Grammy Camp, which is mm-hmm. a cool thing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You know, so that year I I decided I was going to use a few different Grammy Camp artists mm-hmm. to highlight in the series. So, but but I had Nathaniel Rateliff and Borns both in 2012. Wow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I've had Walk the Moon, I've had Walk Off the Earth, I've had Ex Ambassadors. I, the, there's a very long list of artists that have come through the series over the years, mm-hmm. and that have gone in, on to varying levels of success. You know, but now, you know, I, we're paying six figures for Walk the Moon, headlining one of our stages, and yeah. I paid them. You know. $750. Yeah, that was the next question. So yeah. if you get one of these slots, a band does get paid yeah. something. Oh, and yeah, it's yeah, generally yeah. $750. Well, it could be 500 you know. Uh-huh. It, could, it, it depends. We ha- each stage has a separate budget. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, it's not just one blank budget. Uh, mm -hmm. Each stage has a separate budget, and it's all based on sponsorship dollars, essentially. Mm -hmm. um, so we have to work within those parameters. Mm -hmm. and, um, and so I have X amount of dollars to play with uh, beyond the headliners on any given stage, or, or we do. And, and on this particular, in this particular situation, I have X amount of money to work with mm -hmm. to program between noon and 7.30. And then, you know, because uh, we, uh, we, we have a budget that we're working with overall for the stage, but we use X amount on the headliners and direct support, you know, and then the rest is spread around. So uh, determining what someone gets paid, it varies, um, you know. Sometimes it just depends on how much is left. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> right. Which is all right. Uh, you know, and if a band is coming from further away, uh, you know, I'll obviously take that into consideration. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know. Because you're just paying, say, 500, 750, whatever, for you to play. You're not covering airfare. Hotel. We're not covering airfare. Yeah, we're not covering a hotel. We're okay. not covering so they have So they to have to route out. Yeah. Figure that out. And yeah. they have to figure that out on their own. Uh, mm -hmm. You know. And, and, I probably shouldn't be talking numbers, actually. Mm -hmm. well, <laughs> but but it, I mean, there's a range. I mean, there's yeah, some, right. some. It could be. It could be twelve fifty, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. But but in the, but those artists, I mean, we're not talking thousands of dollars to pay right. mm -hmm. for yeah, these these acts to come through. And mm -hmm. now, main stage artists, they work for festivals. They work on a straight guarantee, no uh, split or. Well, we do we do that in the amphitheater. There'll be a guarantee. Oh, that's a separate. Uh, yeah, that's a separate ticket. ticket. Yeah. Okay, yeah. That's right. a hard ticket. So that, that you can do. Yeah. Yeah, it does get you into the rest of the festival, but right. that's a hard ticket. Right. And yes, we will we will do a guarantee versus a percentage right. kind of thing okay. on that. The rest of it on the, on the uh, the grounds, whether it's a day to remember or it's or it's walk the moon or or mm -hmm. you know it's uh, BJ the Chicago Kid or. Or Lee Fields and the Expressions, whatever it is, that's a guarantee. It's a flat guarantee. Right. Now, do the concessions pay you for the ten days or eleven days? The or do they give you a percentage of of what they sell, or how does it, how does that work with concessions? You're general? talking about our food vendors and yeah, that sort of thing. Um, well, one, that's not my area. Okay. <laughs> uh, two, uh, we. We get a piece of all the sales, okay. mm -hmm. yeah, whether it's, it's the same food, one way beer, or anything. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, now, uh, and we have another department that deals with the exhibitors and exhibition space, yeah. Yeah. and those vendors, right? And they'll pay a fee to be yeah. in right. for in space in the space for you know the eleven days or however long they're in. Yeah, I got one more question, then I'll be out. <laughs> uh, <laughs> audience, what percentage of your audience is not from the Locale. Uh, that's a good question. Uh, well, I can say almost twenty-five percent of our audience comes from Chicago, yeah, between twenty and twenty-five. Okay. And Chicago is like three hundred miles away. Chicago is our biggest suburb. Uh -huh. It's really just down the street, south of us. Yeah. Yeah. South of Milwaukee. Yeah. yeah. How, it's that close. Like mm -hmm. what, like fifty miles, or I don't know. How no, no, like ninety. Oh, oh, okay, but it is still close, much closer yeah, than I thought. Yeah, eighty-nine. Thought. Yeah. It's, yeah. I mean. If you're driving and then you're in the right traffic, it's a it's a 90 minute drive downtown to downtown. Right? Mm -hmm. yeah, so you know, if you're on the perimeter, it's a lot shorter drive. 
depending on if you're all, well or longer if you're on the north end or on the south end. If you're taking the train, which is a, operates consistently throughout the day um, and night, uh, that's a 90-minute trade ride from downtown to Right. Yeah, you guys share the lake together and everything too. So Sorry, you guys like both towns or cities share like the lake and everything. Yeah, where it's on. Yeah, yeah the headline. <laughs> still I mean, we, but we do fun. get uh, we get people from all over the world. Right. I mean, but, yeah. but our but have our main draw your, is right. is the Milwaukee metro. Obviously. We mm -hmm. have uh, and Chicago. We have Madison. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We have the Fox Valley, which is Green Bay, Appleton. Mm -hmm. You know, gosh, gosh. Pardon? How far is Madison? 70 miles. Okay. Yeah. Um, do you have <laughs> any stipulations with uh, radius clauses? In other words, if you have a headliner that's going to play you, you won't let him play Chicago for three months or. We actually don't years. care about Chicago. <laughs> really? Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're yeah. fine with that. Wow. Yeah. Uh, um, much to a lot of people's dismay. Oh, I'm, yeah, I'm surprised. Uh, it's it's really not an issue. It's it sometimes it's an issue on yep. the other side of it. I was going to ask, yeah. does Chicago have a problem with you guys? They can, yeah. Okay. Just for our listeners, a radius clause. Do you want to explain what a radius clause is? Rather, you can the, go ahead. A, a radius, do, you, do you remember what a radius clause is, Nick? A radius clause is um, an artist cannot play within a certain area within a certain amount of time because they just recently played that area. For, and be contractually for the draw. Not, yeah. yeah. Or another promoter for another promoter same yeah. promoter yes okay yeah yeah promoter. so it could be and you know everybody has different radius clauses mm -hmm. but it could be you know uh it could be 90 days in front 90 days yeah. on the back end mm -hmm. right. you know it could be 90 miles uh there are there there's a very large festival to the south of us in the early part of august mm -hmm. that has a pretty uh pretty substantial radius clause but we actually play well together. So mm -hmm. uh, those guys, guys are end of September. Those uh, guys end are cool. Of, uh, June? End of June through beginning of July. Mm -hmm. uh, so they've been really cool about that. I mean, certainly there will be issues from time to time where they've secured a headliner that we can't because of that. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, you know, there are exceptions to that. And when you're getting into <coughs> smaller acts too, that may be playing during the day there, but could headline a smaller stage for us. That's just not an issue. Mm -hmm. um, we do have that uh, with some of the other festivals in the region, sometimes with country acts. Um, there's a, a rock festival north of us that gobbles up a lot of the hard rock bands mm -hmm. early. Um, so that sometimes presents a bit of a challenge, but. Mm -hmm. Does Warped Tour get in the way? No, no, we host Warp Tour. Really? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah and I, I know Kevin. We don't, no, it doesn't matter. I mean, they can play our festival and then come through yeah. uh, less than a month later with Warp Tour and play. It doesn't, mm -hmm. you know. And you do have, uh, with 2017, you do have a, I don't want to say eclectic lineup, but you have a, a sort of a varied lineup. It's, you know? it's yeah. very diverse. You'll go, yeah, diverse. You'll go from yeah. the Chili Peppers to Tom Petty to the chain smokers and Ben Dirks Bentley and uh, Paul have, Simon, Luke Bryan. Yeah, Future, yeah. Amigos and Big Sean, uh, you know. Yeah. Uh, you know, so On different days. On different yes. days, yeah. yeah. And that's, that's amphitheater stuff, you know, mm -hmm. and then we, yeah. uh, you know. Can I buy 
a ticket. Well, the hard ticket is just for say July Fourth for the chain smokers. So I can't. The hard, you don't have a hard ticket for all eleven days for, no. of all the main things. No. No massive no. VIP. No. Okay. No, each show is separate. You mm-hmm. know, and depending on uh, the cost of the show for us, mm-hmm. you know, that's going to affect what the ticket price is right. going to be. And do you have a general VIP public seating for the in the amphitheater? Uh, well, there are VIP VIP packages. Yes. Yeah, I've had to. And that will involve premier seating we don't have any luxury boxes or anything like that right. um, and you don't work with a promoter just what you work straight to the agent yeah I mean there are some things like if it's if it's a tour that Live Nation owns or right. AEG yeah. or something yeah then we'll work with them okay yeah. and plug I, in for that. I noticed uh, um, buying like, like just looking to buy a ticket or something it goes directly to you guys it doesn't go through like yeah like you were saying Live Nation or anything well, uh, our amphitheater tickets are that we have a deal with Ticketmaster. Okay. We don't. Uh, but, <laughs> but the rest of our ticketing is all in house. Yeah. So you have your own ticketing system software yes. that sells tickets for every theater, everywhere but the amphitheater. Right. Okay. You know, and our, like I said, our mm-hmm. GA ticket is like twenty bucks. Right. Mm-hmm. And we we did a deal because we're coming up on the fiftieth. You could buy a five day pass for fifty bucks. Mm-hmm. But you can buy an eleven day power pass. For ninety bucks, mm-hmm. wow. you know. Yeah. So for for less than the cost of one day of getting some of the, into some of these other festivals, mm-hmm. you could take in anything you want for eleven days, except for the amphitheater. <laughs> right. And we but, should, but I mean, we still have a, We still have big acts. I mean, yeah. we have Alicia Cara. We have a day to remember. You know, we have uh, uh, you know yeah. Chevelle and Shine Down and. and Steve Aoki and you're just you're not getting just local talent. No, it's no. It's a yeah, major festival. A really it's big stuff lineup. across yeah. the board. Yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. you get new major country acts. You're getting major hard rock. You're getting major pop acts. Uh, you know, you're getting you're getting some of the soul acts. You're getting you know classic rock and mm-hmm. country and Americana and you know it's all that stuff. The only things that we don't really get away with. Uh, just due to the nature of our our environment is like classical and traditional jazz. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just there's just no place for it to in your live. festival, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. <coughs> I mean that would do it any justice and wouldn't mm-hmm. get swallowed up by everything else. Any right. hip-hop? Any hip hop? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Have a lot. Yeah, we like have future a, Big Sean. We have a fair amount of hip hop. Uh, we have we have one day on one stage that we're doing. Um, all Chicago and Milwaukee hip hop, hmm. you know. So mm-hmm. we, we have we have Ishtar, we have Odd Couple, we're, uh, you know, Webster X, uh, Jamila Woods, um, Saba, you know. So mm-hmm. and on a, another day, on another stage, we have we have BJ the Chicago Kid who's doing a lot of stuff. We have Kyle coming. We have Ludacris, you know. Mm-hmm. So we have a lot of mm-hmm. a lot of different hip hop yeah. at, at varying levels. We have mm-hmm. T Pain. <laughs> Interesting. So you want some old school? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you guys have a great model of like a really wide variety of music and cheap cheap tickets. You get a lot of people. Yeah, that's a really great idea. And there are a lot of promotions that we partner on, or partner with other companies on, uh, where they'll you know, and the food bank too. You mm-hmm. show up uh, on this day between noon and three with three cans of food, you get right. in. Yeah, Warp Tour does right. that thing too. Yeah, you know, uh, so there are different promotions that are are out there where you can get in for free. 
we, we traditionally have, uh, on our last day, which is a Sunday, we've let people in between like noon and four. So, mm -hmm. You know, the and children's day, you know, we have a children's day, so moms or dads can come down with their kids in their strollers and, you know, during the day and get in. And, and on Children's Day, is that the day that the Hells Angels provide security? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> no, that is my, uh, my uh, Altamont uh, no, but joke. The entire um, region is, I mean, the mayor's office plots is behind this entire. Well, it's there's a big economic impact for, yeah. the, mm -hmm. for the region and for the city. So there's a lot of co cooperation between the mayor's office, you know, Police Department, Homeland Security, all of that stuff. Yeah, um, you know, and we have, uh, we have a uh, getting in and out is, can be a trick, mm -hmm. uh, and we have we have a lot of parking, and there are parking there's parking in the area, but we have uh, a, a big marshalling area for city and county buses, so their buses are running constantly from the park and rides throughout the county and and various parts of the city bringing people down, taking people out. Mm -hmm. Then we have a whole other area of, of uh, transit marshalling for buses and shuttles that are coming from establishments around the area as well. I mean, every bar, it seems like within 20 miles, has a shuttle that comes to Summerfest. Mm -hmm. So people can go and park their car, have a drink, mm -hmm. shuttle down, jump on the shuttle, come back, whatever. So what, what I find interesting is there's somebody I assume in your company who is in charge of that when we talk about like jobs in the, in the music and entertainment industry mm -hmm. somebody who's really good at organization is working on the whole transit part of it am i wrong about that oh, or somebody well, whose focus yeah, no, is making have, yeah uh, and there's you know there's cross-pollinization if you will between mm -hmm. different departments on different things but that's not our department but we have right. we have we have operations mm -hmm. and grounds crew we have our security department because the we have security 24 7 365 mm -hmm. 366 on leap year mm -hmm. um, you know we have a food and beverage department we have an accounting department we have a marketing department mm -hmm. we have a legal department we have an ID IT department mm -hmm. yeah so it's you know and you there are a lot of cooks right yeah. <laughs> which is interesting to see um, can we take just one step back about the whole festival ecosystem in America so people understand um, how it works because you have there are many there, you're we'll call it a, a big regional festival but there are also other regional festivals that have been bought up by Live Nation and AEG mm -hmm. yet you are not uh, associated in terms of ownership by AEG or Live Nation you no. are completely your own independent regional uh, big yes. regional festival see we are our own entity it's a nonprofit corporation there is no there will be no buying of the festival by AEG or Live Nation or any other entity like that. Mm -hmm. So, um, and although it's considered a regional festival, our tagline is the world's largest festival, music festival. Is it the world's largest? Well, according to Guinness Book of World oh, Records. Oh, that's right. Yes. Wow. wow. Okay. What, what they use to gauge that? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> right. I have no idea. I mean, we sell a lot of beer. <laughs> uh, but, but we do well, I mean we you know again we're doing upwards of 900,000 people over the 11 over days, 11 days so, so yeah. that's significant you know no, that's, 
festival. There aren't many festivals that run that long. Uh, there's Ottawa Blues Festival. Mm -hmm. uh, what they right. use to determine that, I have no idea. And right. we have a lot of bands. We don't have as many bands as South by Southwest. Mm -hmm. But that's, a, again, a totally different entity, a totally different animal. Yeah, that's a, yeah, festival, that's a whole, right? yeah. It's a, you know. Right. And then, again, we mentioned on the ticketing side how uh, Live Nation owns Ticketmaster, and Ticketmaster has the exclusive um, agreement, we'll say, to sell tickets through, uh, what's the, the amphitheater? The amphitheater. The amphitheater. It's the, it's the uh, American Family Insurance Amphitheater. Okay. In which Ticketmaster gets a piece of that, Live Nation gets a, a piece of that, obviously because they own Ticketmaster. Well, only because they own Ticketmaster. Right. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, but Ticketmaster, you know, they, as I'm sure we're all familiar with, uh, you mm -hmm. know, the ticketing fees. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, can you talk about how you negotiate? You don't have to give numbers, but how you negotiate with an agent. I'll come in, everybody from, and maybe it's different from, I represent Paul McCartney. I'm Paul McCartney's agent or Red Hot Chili Peppers. Mm -hmm. um, how are they going directly to you? I want McCartney to play here. Or are you, is there a bidding system? Or how are you getting a McCartney this year, a Chili Pepper, or last year, a Chili Peppers this year? And, is it a mix of routing? Can you kind of go through all the different mechanizations of how you'll get <laughs> some of these artists? There's so many different ways mm -hmm. that these things can transpire. Um, you know, Bob Babish, my boss, his main focus is the amphitheater. Mm -hmm. So he's really driving those deals. Mm -hmm. I'm not talking to McCartney's people about these deals. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, or the Rolling Stones or whomever. Uh, but, uh, you know, these are, they've all been things that you want to do, right? There are people you want to have, mm -hmm. artists that you want to host, and that you go after. And it's, you know, it's about making the economics work. You know, in the case of McCartney's people, or McCartney and the, and the Rolling Stones, they sent out, <laughs> I mean, they know the reputation of the festival, um, they have people working in those organizations that are familiar with the festival or have even worked for us in a couple of instances uh, and you know which can be helpful but they send out advanced crews to look at the facility to meet with us and talk to us about everything we have how things need to work etc etc um, you know at and they can decide for that mm -hmm. visit whether mm -hmm. they want to be there or not, mm -hmm. you know. Um, and in the case of those two acts, the Stones and McCartney, a 23,000-seat amphitheater is an intimate show for them. Mm -hmm. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Ridiculous. These, are, these are stadium acts. Yeah. And uh, we have a, a, a pretty reasonable grade in our amphitheater, so uh, it's not a long throw. So everybody's in your face right. as a performer, essentially. Mm -hmm. um, so they like that, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. And, and and that worked in our favor. Mm -hmm. You know, so that's that's a different thing. Um, then you get the Chili Peppers, <laughs> which there was an offer in for for them, and the agent came back and said no. This isn't going to happen, and I'm not about to claim responsibility for for this show. Mm -hmm. But I I know the Smith family, 
and I'm very close friends with Brad Smith, who's Chad's mm -hmm. brother. Mm -hmm. And he actually works in Milwaukee for mm -hmm. Hal Leonard Music Publishing. Mm -hmm. Hal Leonard, who's publishing our book, Managing Your Band, 6th no, edition. Distributes our book. Distributing our book. So Red Hot Chili Peppers are all... In well, there you go. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, 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 no. Well, but they're distributing. But you're familiar with Hal Leonard. Yeah. Anyway, so he and I were talking uh, last year during the festival and immediately after the festival. I said, man, it's the 50th. It would be a great year to get the Peppers back. I said, ah, man, we'd love that. You know, of mm -hmm. course. We want to do that. Can, you know... Uh, so we were talking, and it's like, you got to put in a good word. And in the meantime, I didn't even know Bob had put the offer in. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I also didn't know it had been turned down. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, so, uh, but just through working that channel, they came back to their agent and said, we want to do this. Mm -hmm. And the agent calls Bob and says, what's going on here? Now the band wants to do this. And somebody's talking to somebody over there mm -hmm. who is it you know somebody know mm -hmm. somebody in the band and just bob just mentioned that one of the guys that works for him happens to be friends with chad's brother mm -hmm. so that's how that worked yeah. uh now well, they probably didn't need to share that but now in that case I, would an aid in that generic case i mean even though that was specific that's very unique Yes. Would an, would an agent be upset at that point? Could he feel that? Could that particular an agent feel like you went around his back? Like, and that's not something you you're recommending that people they could, go around. But that didn't happen. Right. Yeah, right. And I'm yeah. not accusing you of that by right, any right, means. Right. But but an agent could feel that, and that is not in your um, for somebody in your shoes. That is not the professional thing to do to go around the back. Somebody says no, and then you go around and you talk the band anyway. That would not be recommended. No, that's right. not recommended. Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, well, I can't deal with you. Well, I'm going to talk to these guys. Yeah. No, but uh, a lot of times, like, I, I, if I have a relationship with a manager, I'll talk to a manager first. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, who, who understands the festival or understands the opportunity, et cetera, et cetera. And or we're friends. It's like, here's what I have. Or this is what I can do. You know, mm -hmm. and they'll sign off on it and, and then they give it to the agent. And it's done, right? As opposed to, you know, having to do the dance and go back and forth with an agent on, mm -hmm. well, I need this. Well, I can't do that. You know, this is what I have. You know, this back and forth on the negotiating for for, for acts uh, in that way. Um, you know, and, and as far as like the amphitheater stuff or or any of the other headliners, I mean, routing comes into play. Mm -hmm. Does it make for sense for them? Or is it, does it, is it a fly-in date? If it's a fly-in date, then it's going to cost us more money. Mm -hmm. you know, And it's going to cost us money for backline and that mm -hmm. sort of thing. So all of those factors uh, play a role. Um, and with routing, I mean, there's a, you know, we get a lot of people uh, that will tie into other festivals, whether it's Electric Forest or it's Ottawa Blues Fest or it's Winnipeg Folk Fest. You know, and you say blues fest and folk fest, it's like jazz fest. It's not just jazz, it's right. not just blues, right. it's not just folk. It's kind of everything. That's just what they call the festival and what it's always been called. Uh, you know, so, uh, and there's a festival in Qu Quebec City. So it's, routing can definitely play a significant role in it. Okay. 
Yeah, um, I wanted to like talk more about you and like, um, what are like some of your uh, skills that you've like developed over over the period of time that you've been in the mu- like the music industry and like how it's in, like uh, how you util- utilize them in like the festival and, and so on. Whoa, <laughs> that's a really big question. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> What have I learned, or what skills have I uh, like developed, developed over the years? Yeah. yeah. Um, I've become a very good juggler. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, you have to you have to ju- juggle a lot of different things. Um, negotiating skills have improved over the years. Mm-hmm. Uh, different tactics, different approaches. Uh, knowing when to walk away. Uh, knowing when some. Sometimes you, when you're talking about negotiation, besides just the money, you might be negotiating a rider or something. We can't give you that amount of money, but we can do this uh, in the green room, or you know, we can get a sponsor to give you the beer you need or something like that. Yeah, yeah. That's another Uh, thing. And we're we're unique among festivals in our hospitality situation as well. Mm -hmm. The amphitheater acts they get they get their rider. Yeah, we fulfill that. for most of the rest of the acts, mm-hmm. we get their writer, we strike it all, attach our writer, and send it back. Uh-huh. And this is what you get. And now we- Is there negotiation? Can they then they, say- No, they can't. No, there's negotiations. There's right. certain acts at, cert, at certain levels or uh, certain stature mm-hmm. that will, will accommodate their catering needs on one of the ground stages and stuff like that. But for the most part, mm-hmm. you know, the headliners are getting our standard hospitality. We do not have a hospitality tent. We don't have a VIP mm-hmm. uh, hospitality tent for the artists. There is no location for that. Uh, we don't have any non-commercial space to really accommodate that. Because we're sponsor-driven, we need to find someone to underwrite that. If we did it, um, it's also a very large ground, so, uh, you know, how does it centrally located how do we do that um, and uh, you know the rest of the accessible space on the grounds is all commercially sellable space so uh, we're trying to make money off of it mm-hmm. um, so uh, so so when they get basic catering they'll get basic uh, deli trays vegetable trays mm-hmm. chips a couple of bottles of wine some beer mm-hmm. you know that sort of thing if there are special needs, we'll try and accommodate that, you know, whether it's vegetarian or otherwise. Um, vegan, you know, certainly we'll take that into consideration and all that. The rest of the bands throughout the day, you know, it's water, soda, towels, and if you're nice to the stage manager, they'll give you some beer. <laughs> <laughs> right. And you're old enough. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. If you're old enough to drink. So. That's interesting, though. You know, how's that? And, and I think, um, could I ask you a quick art, could I ask a more artist management question? Go ahead. Yeah. Because uh, you do deal with managers quite a bit, you mentioned besides uh, yeah. agents. Yeah, and I've um, done management uh, in my career. Okay, great. Um, question I've been asking a lot of people involved in the management side. What do you think is the single most important aspect of the music industry that an artist manager needs to understand? <laughs> Big questions. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The single most? Like the single most. 
like the overall arching thing, manager needs to understand this or they're, they're lost. They need to understand their artist. Mm -hmm. Meaning what? I think that's paramount. You mm -hmm. have to know your artist. You have to know, you have to know their quirks. They, you have to know what works. You have to, uh, you know, understand as best you can your, their creative process, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, how to, how to create the best environment for that and, and make sure that they're taken care of on the road. Now, uh, outside of that, of course, you need to, you need to know, uh, you need to understand, you know, copyright law. <laughs> mm -hmm. You need to understand all of those, all of the legal aspects of things that can affect your artist and their revenue streams. You have to have an understanding of all of the various revenue streams and stay on top of any new developing revenue streams, um, you know, which uh, technology and music mm -hmm. is moving quickly all the time. Mm -hmm. So, but, uh, you know, is there any one thing? No, I don't think so. Uh, there are a lot of things, but I, I think you really have to connect and uh, and understand your artist. I think that's key. That's mm -hmm. paramount. Great. You know, yeah, great you can if, and the artist needs to find the person that's the right fit. Right. You know, you do you. I mean, you will get people signing the management companies where okay, you got a big name and here's the big manager, but you have your day to day person that's yeah. really handling everything. Yeah. Uh, uh, and there has to be there has to be a connection. There has to be. Something that works. Mm -hmm. Perfect. Okay. I don't know. Does that make any sense? It makes a lot of sense. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that was a really so, great answer. Yeah. yeah. Um, back to like live music. Where do you see it going in, in the future, the near future, at least like five years or so? Uh, well, I'd, if it goes anywhere, it's just gonna go up. I think I, there's live music is not going away. Oh yeah, of course. It, it's not dying. I mean, festivals can come and go. Uh, a lot of people are trying, uh, and some are well established. Some are very well funded, uh, and it depends on the organization. But live music, uh, no, I think there are more clubs, uh, you know, taking on live music. It seems to me, um, and people are looking for that experience. You know, there's so much, there's so much other entertainment out there, that which is great and fun and there's even interactive entertainment but there's nothing like the live music experience mm -hmm. it's different every single time right yeah you get a different performance you get a uh, a different mistake mm -hmm. you get a different energy uh, and it's you know like yesterday the I was on a panel and there was a lot of talk about VR. Yeah, they were talking about that a lot. A lot of talk about VR and, and streaming and streaming VR and all of that. Yeah. And, and the data and it's growing and it's blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. and, but none of that exists without the live experience to start with. Mm -hmm. You know, I think VR can be uh, a great thing, not just because it's cool and like, oh, wow, I can just sit here with goggles on at home. Well, that's not really a lot of fun, I don't think. No. People want to go out for the experience. <laughs> now, where I see 
one of the, I mean, if you don't have access to the show or you can't travel or there are some other extenuating circumstances, then that's great. Mm -hmm. If you could buy into that and have the streaming and even do the VR thing so that it's very immersive. Mm -hmm. But I, I, one of the things that wasn't talked about that I think is uh, really cool about that is for uh, people that are physically challenged. Yeah. Right? Mm. So, uh, you know, and, be, and special needs, and, you know, you, it's difficult to contend with a crowd. Or maybe, you know, like we have uh, great ADA viewing spaces mm -hmm. at our stages and stuff, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's, it's great getting in and out. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and there are people that are homebound for who knows what reason. Right. Uh, that's where I think it's a really that can be a really great thing. Yeah, that's a really Because then they, they really mm -hmm. get to feel it mm -hmm. and be part of it in a way that they couldn't experience otherwise. Mm -hmm. that's, that's the biggest benefit I see out of the I, whole I, VR thing. I do see, though, like um, teenage girls that, that can't get to the concert and this virtual reality thing is going to be... Yeah. And they come on mm -hmm. together and, they're, and it's much better than we, you know... We can even imagine yeah. the way you feel in it, and so on. I can I can see it really being a market. Yeah, it's uh, it's going to take some time, oh you know, yeah, and yeah. the economics of it. Probably you know, it's like anything else. You know, like the first the first handheld calculator was yeah. hundreds and hundreds of dollars. You know, mm -hmm. uh, you know, and the same unit ten years later was like twenty yeah. bucks. Yeah. You mm -hmm. know, that yeah. or less. You know, so yeah. that's how that we know how that works. It's yeah. the same with the phones and. Any other piece of technology, you know, hardware, right. you know, right. it's first developed, it's very expensive, it makes it uh, hard for the average consumer to access it, but as, as things expand and grow and technology uh, expands and grows with it, then the cost of replicating it goes down and it makes it more accessible to the consumer. Yeah, and also, you know, the music business tends to get scared about these yeah. things at first, and then they get used to it, and they realize it's a great way to make some, some money, too. Right, yeah. yeah so. It's all about monetizing, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> and one day, maybe we'll be able to monetize this podcast. Yes. Uh, which, yeah. is now, which is now over. <laughs> but we, okay. we need to thank you, because we do yeah. need to wrap it up, because mm -hmm. you've spent enough time with us, and you have things to do. And we have a whole show. Yes. No. Yes. And we, we, we don't, busy. We don't, we don't want to talk to you anymore. We don't need we don't you need anymore. That. We <laughs> squeeze all we can out of you. Fine. Yeah. Then. Yeah. Please, because please leave the room. So uh, we want to, we want to thank you for uh, being yes, thank on you. here with us because you gave us some really very awesome good. information that uh, is going to be very helpful for a lot of people uh, listening to so. this. So uh, big thanks to David. David, uh, I don't want to say it wrong. Sil. Silbaugh. Silbaugh. I said it wrong. <laughs> the three ways to say it, I said the wrong. So David Silbaugh. So yeah. thank you very thank much, you. David. Woo, really appreciate it. Nick Spiller, thank you very much for being the student and being the rocker. Thank you for having me. This thank you, Nick awesome. Spiller. Thank you, Nick yeah. Spiller. Yeah. And thank you, Dr. Esteban Marconi, for helping out with Music Biz 101 and more. Sure. Yes, of course. I think I'm the co-host. Yes, and you are the co-host. Well, there you go. And, and there we go. And I am a co-host. My name is yeah. Professor David Kirkfield. And at the end of every show, we do not say hello because at the end of the show, Okay. So instead of saying hello, we always say, Adios! I can't remember when you 
looked at me and cried Said something broke inside of you My best friend Whatever come away